Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle. But before we get started, I have some coaching announcements. Now, they are wrapped around fitness for cycling and cycling skills. Now, the first one is I am going to be launching an online fitness membership, and there's going to be cycling involved in there too, but not till the fall. Now, what it's all about is like cycling is great, but we certainly need to think about muscle development and strength for strength, power, and speed on our bikes. And what's better to do is to work out with weights and bands and get start developing those muscles. So for you guys, this is super special. Get on my VIP list so you get a great deal on the first time membership. Go to cyclefitness.online, get on the list and you're going to get a great deal. The next one is my cyclingskillspro.com and these are my online cycling skills programs. So I have a four hour cycling skills intensive. You get all the things you need to know to be to really improve your cycling and exponentially become a more efficient and economical cyclist. Then, or you can do it in a four hour, you can do it a four week, or you can get a downloadable module where you can just do it at your own pace. And use this code PEDAL to get an extra $50 off with that. Have an amazing episode and enjoy the interview. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of Secrets in the Saddle podcast, all things cycling. You're with your host, Sylvie Daou, and I have an extraordinary guy that I was referred to by one of my other podcast guests, Dan Hurd. And um, so let's meet Alex Casado. Now, Alex is another endurance or Alex extreme cycling tour, tour cyclist. I don't know what you <laughs> I'm sure you Sounds have a right name out. for you guys. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe you can share that. And I'm going to, I'm just going to go over a little bit of his bio. And then we have quite a few things that we're going to be talking about. And as you can see, uh, first of all, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and to the YouTube channel and put on those notifications so you don't miss any of these unique really exciting episodes because you have to get on to YouTube for this one because uh, Alex is going to talk about his bike and he's got it in the in the background. So all right so in 2018 was his first ever bike tour where he went from Virginia to California. He crossed 10 states. Now in the beginning and I really want him to elaborate on this <laughs> I was both painful and horrible because don't tell me that bike getting on a bike for months 
it's going to be all roses and sunshine and, and, and rainbows and unicorns like the whole time there. So we're going to have him talk about that. He's currently sitting in Tampa, Florida, resting up, getting some sun. And, um, but then, you know, up over time, of course, that pain subsides and then he finishes route and he comes back to reality. So these are just some of the little, um, you know, beginnings of what is made him and is taking him to his next big tour. But we're going to go back and start from the beginning. So welcome, Alex. I'm super excited to have you here. And I can't wait to dive into your story. Thanks. Excited to be here for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Now, all right. I always like to, to start with everybody. Like, how did you get into cycling and how did that come about? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So I, I was, I biked a lot when I was a little kid and I don't think I ever biked beyond the age of like 10 until like when I was 25, I started to take up biking again. Uh, and it's mainly because I was a runner and I just got too many knee injuries and I couldn't really run anymore. And the guy I worked with suggested cycling, which I never, <laughs> I, I never was into it because I'd never had a bike with gears and that just mm. always terrified me. And I was always terrified of being like made fun of by the people who, like the road cyclists who were like really fast and good at it. But he, uh, he had a group and he, he convinced me to go and they were like super uh they were all about educating people about cycling so you know you know that he helped me out he he was like a really fast rider but he stayed in the back with all the slow guys like me and (laughs) taught me how to shift gears i didn't even know there was tubes in the tires he taught me about how to like change all that and stuff um and i rode with and just uh you know cycling on the road etiquette which was like super important because i always used to bike on the sidewalk um (laughs) So it was great. Uh, I learned a lot, things that I never knew before. But as time went on, I realized I wasn't really a road cyclist. You know, I didn't really enjoy that a lot. You know, just kind of riding for, I guess, speed or to just to work out. Um, so I kind of faded away from it for a, for a few years. Then just kind of was doing cycling for commuting purposes only. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Trying to find my niche. I didn't like mountain biking because I didn't like packing up all my stuff into a car, driving somewhere. <laughs> unloading it doing having fun and then repack it it's just this whole thing uh so yeah that's kind of why i dropped mountain biking too yeah it's gone right into road cycling it's such a pain uh i mean i love it but if somebody could just bring all my stuff up let me ride and then take care of the mess like i'd be all about it but um so yeah i was just kind of struggling to find my niche and i knew i liked cycling i just didn't know where my niche was i guess Mm -hmm. is like the way to describe it so where were you when you were doing all that so i started out in south carolina that's when i okay a little town called aiken south carolina and uh shout out to the aiken cycling club uh (laughs) i think i've been there Really? That's so, it's so weird. Whenever it sounds really familiar because I have gone there for training camps. And of course, like you ride through all these little, little villages and that one sounds familiar. I'd have to look on the map, but uh, yeah. yeah, Shout out to Aikens. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, it's. I always have to explain where it is when so when somebody's heard of it, I get excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like my village. I'm like, yeah. I, I say where it is, like, okay, the, then the next big village, and then yeah, like yeah. you just stops in Montreal. Everybody knows where Montreal is, so exactly. I yeah. live in the peripheral. <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> Somewhere near you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. As long as you know that, it's fine. So, so what made you decide to go touring? Did you have a friend that was into it or is just... Uh, so at the time I was, uh, I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. And that This is like probably four years after South Carolina when I was just kind of doing biking on and off. Yeah. And I was commuting to uh, just a group I played frisbee with and then one day did you get... play ultimate frisbee i did yeah i played ultimate frisbee yeah. me too oh really <laughs> isn't it awesome oh, i love it it is awesome i i uh i did it really like hardcore for like five years and yeah. then i'm like okay that's it like yeah. i want a little bit of my life back and to do other things like ride my bike see my oh. friends <laughs> oh you're in the you were doing the tournaments and stuff right really? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. it was fun like oh, I, yeah. I still have like a lot of my core good friends like girls um come from the ultimate frisbee um that that whole group like it yeah oh my gosh we like part you guys party really party yeah, yeah i was like okay, <laughs> well now see this was after i don't know how early were you like playing in college i was like 96 to 2000 is that like college for you? well yeah it was uh, sorry that was my late 20s yeah so <laughs> and, yeah me i was much yeah. later when i started yeah. playing. So. i don't yeah i don't know what it's kind of like now it really like when i started it was like just starting to get really big Oh, okay, and yeah. and I saw it on TV, and I'm like, hey, I really want to find out what that sport is all about, and I want to <laughs> find it. And just so happened when I moved to Ottawa, where I currently am, I started dating a guy who was a coach, like a, a team, like he had his own ultimate frisbee team. <laughs> I was like, woo, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it was like like late '90s. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> No, I just played pickup, so I wasn't, I was never intense into it, so I wish no. I could, but uh, no, nah, there's, there's a lot of really good athletes that play, so I just tried to, like, pick it up where I could, and then eventually I had to stop playing, because I kept getting injured, because I just, I just kind of dived too much, I think, uh, yeah. and then that's, like, where you start, and it's like, this was around the time I was training for the bike touring six oh, continent okay. thing, yeah. I was like, this would be odd if I couldn't do this because of a stupid injury, so I just yeah. had to kind of step back from it for a little for that's a kind of why but. i left too i i wasn't getting injured but i could see a lot of my friends like acl tears like yeah. and Call concussions yeah, like it was starting to get kind of crazy yeah fast and 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 i don't know rougher and i was like it was you know, yeah I'm, uh, i think i'm just going to exit out now i had a really like wicked competitive year that like i said i had no life I'm yeah. just like, you know, this is kind of nice. Now it's not fun anymore. I'm going to move on to something <laughs> else. But yeah, I was just like, and yeah, a lot of my girlfriends were getting like, you know, ace, like I was saying, ACL tears and yeah, it's intense. things like that. And I was like, people, no. Yeah, people <laughs> think like of it body. as like this. Yeah, people think of it as like a boring, you know, 
thing that you'd play in like the quads of college but it's intense it's fun oh, yeah. it's super competitive uh, yeah. i loved it i really did it was it's so much fun eh like yeah. i love diving too but i can yeah. see like after a while you're like <laughs> yeah just, laying out <laughs> it's going into work with brush burns like yeah. it's all over my arms all the time it's just got yeah, very yeah. odd but <laughs> I, I do love it still for sure <laughs> but uh okay, so you moved oh, on yeah, no, oh, so, yeah. So, 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 yeah, it's so your training. Yeah, well, I was commuting there, and a buddy of mine, he just said, you want to ride the Greenway one day, so he biked it, and he just brought up, he's like, my dream is to bike across the country one day, and I was like, I was, and at first, I was like, that's ridiculous, like, how could you, <laughs> I was like, explain this, because I don't understand, and he was like, yeah, you just, you have to strap a tent to here, you bike, and you camp out, and you eat, and I'm like, it didn't make sense to me at all. So, but you know, the next day, you know, I just started, re I typed in bike touring into Google and I just started reading up and I was like, huh, this, this is my, <laughs> this is my niche and in cycling, you know, uh, I, I, you don't have to go fast. You go very slow. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have a heavy bike. Uh, you're enjoying the outdoors. You get to like explore. Um, mm -hmm. so it just was like, I think this is it. So I really just started, uh, I bought a bicycle frame, the bike frame that you see behind me, just yeah. the frame, because I wanted to build it up into all the stuff that I wanted. Oh, very was, cool. Yeah, so, I, and I didn't know how to do any of this, um, right. but I wanted to learn it. So I just, I bought the frame and then I bought all the parts for the wheels and then built mm -hmm. the wheels, picked out a seat, uh, looked at like a billion handlebars before I found the ones I wanted, uh, <laughs> yeah, the racks. Right. And it's funny, like you get, it's a steel frame. So I bought the steel frame. I was like, huh, this isn't heavy at all. I don't know why people complain. And you, as soon as you put tires, <laughs> you like, as, when you put wheels, yeah, it's all of a sudden it's 30 pounds. And it's like, ooh, okay. Now, now, <laughs> I, <see it. laughs> now um, I get it. <laughs> so cool. yeah, I just, yeah, I just slowly built this up without any plan of actually doing a tour. Um, and then like, cause I've never, I've never, I was never even camped out once in my life in a tent uh, at this time. You know, I'd never been west of Ohio. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of like things I'd never done that like yeah. touring would have been like, I don't know if you belong here. So, you know, I never I think wrote everybody than... must just start like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with hope, the, yeah. you know, go from one province or one state to the next state. To exactly. The next state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Eventually I just started looking up routes and I saw the most famous one in, in our, in, in uh, the United States is the Trans-American Trail, which goes from Virginia to Oregon. And uh, Is that on road or is it all like majority, an old railway bed? No, majority is road. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a group called Adventure Cycling Association and they, they make these routes along the country uh, oh, for touring. Cool. So there's like the Northern tier, the Southern tier, the east coast greenway all these right. routes but trans am is by far the most popular uh yeah so i just like looked at that i just kept doing research and then eventually i went to my job asked for three months off they gave it to me and then i i set out and did it <laughs> nice what were you doing at the time i was a mechanical engineer shut the front door really you're a mechanical yeah. engineer Mechanical engineer, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what made working on the bike and learning all that stuff a little Yeah, easier, I'd but. say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you got your three months leave yep. now? That that was your first tour, right? That was back in twenty in August of twenty eighteen, the end of yeah. August in twenty eighteen. So let's yeah. talk about the tour from Virginia <laughs> to South uh to Car uh, California. 
Yeah, so. Uh, Is that where you like, I'm definitely get a plane ride home? <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, I moved out of my place and like got rid of, I didn't really, I put all my stuff in storage because I would come back to Raleigh. And then I drove to meet my mom and my nephew in the starting point, which is uh, Yorktown, Virginia. So right at the, you okay. dip your tire in the ocean and then you ride out. Uh, I never packed up my bike fully loaded once. I just threw all my crap in the trunk and then drove there. And then the morning of, oh <laughs> actually the morning before, uh, it started raining and me and my nephew were trying to uh, start a fire and I actually cut my hand and went to the hospital and had to get stitches that night. Uh, so that was a whole thing. And then the next morning, you know, I just, I was trying to figure out, all right, what do I want to take? What do I, which is like dumb. You should not do that the morning of the tour. So I loaded it up and then I went to ride and I just tipped over and I was like, oh, wow, this, I can't. And my, my mom and nephew already took off at this point. I was like, I, oh this my gosh, <laughs> you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't quit now. So I had to spend yeah. another day. <laughs> Your mom's probably like, let's just go. So like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to spend another night at the campsite getting rid of some of the gear that I had and trying to balance oh, the weight right. Okay, and, so what uh, did you get rid of? Ah, uh, so, so much crap. Uh, I had a, <laughs> I had like a bunch of clothes. So like one of them was like a long sleeve sweater kind of thing for oh, cycling. Like... I got rid of that. Uh, I had like too many t-shirts, so I got rid of that. I got, I had a tarp. <laughs> with me and i'm talking like the blue tarp you buy at walmart oh my god yeah so i don't know why i had that that was dumb i had i brought a chair with me at the time and uh it just wasn't that, that wasn't working out yeah so yeah. i got rid of that i mean i can't even and this is just the first day of getting rid of stuff i've got rid of stuff i think i mailed stuff home four times on that trip and got rid oh of stuff oh my gosh that's for so free funny. yeah uh so yeah i, I like i shedded a bunch of weight and then uh, hopped on the bike and just started riding I was like oh this isn't so bad and then like you know after five miles I was like wow this is this is horrible and then it poured poured rain and then I remember I crashed my bike because I was trying to rest my elbows on the handlebars but I never did that with this kind of weight on it and I just tipped over like immediately and crashed and uh, I think I did like maybe 40 miles barely 40 so I was like in the pouring rain and I, I'd stopped at this uh like bed and breakfast thing and I was just sitting out there in the rain and they invited me in so I got I got lucky on that first day uh and then the next two days it poured rain and oh, uh my man. body was not used to doing like consecutive days of this like you know one day was was fine but like three straight days it's just like what are you doing <laughs> that's what my body was saying yeah. so it was really miserable those first few days just like I was so out of my element and uh yeah and everything was wet you know it just it just sucked <laughs> <laughs> so okay let's just go into more of what you're thinking right yeah. because and and how many times did you think about like just phoning home and say uh you know mom can you like come pick me up oh every day those every day that first week I would say I thought of it <laughs> Oh, I just, gosh. I would have loved to have gone. So there was a point where I go into a grocery store, you know, I lock up my bike and I just stopped locking it up because I, I just kind of, I wanted somebody to just take it. And then <laughs> it would have been a great, you know, nobody can fault you if like your bike is stolen. It's like, well, my bike was stolen. So I got to come home. It wasn't, I quit. It was, it was stolen. Yeah. 
So, but nobody ever took the damn thing. I mean, it's it's just this heavy monstrosity. Like, who's gonna try to carry that? So, um, so nobody took it. And then, um, but but yeah, honestly, it was every day. I was just looking for excuses to get home without making it look like I quit. Cause, and that's the only thing that fueled me that first week was the embarrassment of coming home, right. you know, failing after talking about this for like a year. Oh so. my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. So okay. it was just, you know, me just like angrily pedaling, you know, slowly <laughs> every day, just like, Oh yeah, I can so see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The teeth out, just yelling so loud. At so nobody in that week, day. how far did you get? Like, were you surprised about how far you got? Yeah, actually, yeah. So the you first like, few days, it was like 45 miles a day. And this is like oh, in Virginia. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, and then you get to the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, that almost killed me. Uh, and then that first week, I think I made it to like, uh, it's, it's, it's so long ago. But I'd say three quarters of the way through Virginia is, is how far I made it. And then, you know, eventually after all this pain and struggle and the bonking and learning how to eat. The bonking? Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never ridden enough to need to consume like, you know, three to 5,000 calories. But, you know, when you're, in, when you're in Virginia in late August and you're climbing, you know, anywhere from like 2,500 to 4,000 feet in a day and you're trying to knock off 40 to 70 miles and yeah you need so, to consume calories yeah <laughs> and so I, we, I was not used to that oh no kidding hey like is there any more food on my panniers <laughs> yeah <laughs> so besides the blue ridge is there other hills past that i mean it's just all appalachian territory is it so, okay because yeah. like the, i've cycled the blue ridge so yeah. we're always on the the um this uh the uh not the atlantic the atlantic side you know, so you just go up, go along the ridge, back down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, in the beginning, I was on the Atlantic side, so it was all nice and flat. And then, after yeah, that, and then you just lay it. <laughs> and it never stopped. It never stopped till Kentucky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, um, so, yeah, it was just an unbelievable struggle because I didn't know any of this stuff going in that you should know, like, you know, weight distribution, eating, hydration, where to sleep, all, all this stuff. Uh, so it takes a toll on you. But but eventually, if you do it long enough, you get you get a routine down, your body gets used to it. Yeah. And then suddenly, like, you're not worried about all this other stuff and you're just kind of enjoying these crazy, these crazy views, meeting these awesome people, um, you know, camping in places you never would have ever been in your life. Right. Just, uh, yeah. Was it always on the side of the road or did you veer no, off like into, into villages and yeah. Yeah. So into villages, campsites, um, the, the cool okay. thing about ACA, the trans the maps that they oh. make is they work with people like churches and fire stations and cities for city parks to see if they will allow cyclists to like camp in these areas and a lot of them oh, do. Oh, very cool. Yeah, one of my favorite places is a small town in Palmyra, Palmyra, Virginia. I think po population like 200, but they worked with the church to allow cyclists to stay there. And I was just expecting them to like a patch of dirt to pitch the tent, but they, they had their basement unlocked. They let cyclists come in, they use the bathroom. They had this whole room filled with snacks 
um wow. you know, just endless and me and another cyclist were staying there at the time and it was just it was just so crazy yeah and they had the book of all the cyclists that stayed there like hundreds of pages and uh yeah it was oh, this so is cool. great keep yeah. talking alex like yeah. this is stuff like okay my tour my previous interviewers have not talked about because i can just imagine you know the pain threshold and then you hit the top and then it kind of goes away because your legs have starting to get used to it yeah <laughs> but this is really cool i wonder if they have that across canada too yeah um so like the aca had to like work with these people in order to get started so like you get these maps and then they have yeah. numbers and you call them up it's like hey i'm a cyclist and they're like oh my god yeah you got to get here and make it and then you get there and then everybody it's just such a cool community and they do it they, oh. like during the busy season like they're doing this almost every day like having cyclists you know get there and and sometimes it'll be like large groups of like you know 10 to 15 so right um, but did you see are... lots of people like lots of I, other cyclists did you pass was, a lot of people or i did meet a few but i was going during the off season like at the right, end of august okay. june yeah, is yeah. like the peak so but I still got to meet a lot of people who are doing mm -hmm. it. And it's, it's cool to like pull over to the side and then get to talk to a lot of these people. We'll be like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to finish in Yorktown. I was like, well, I'm pretty much starting. Uh, this is, I'm only six days in. And then, so the thing that you do is you give advice to the cyclist. Um, so, that, <laughs> and I did, so the first person I ever met was a guy from Germany. And uh, you know, he was just about to finish up his, because he was going west to east. And uh, he's like, okay, so I got to give you advice. He's like, let me think. He's like, yeah. So he, he gave me a fire station that he stayed at um, a couple of days out where I was a couple of days out. Uh, he told me, he showed me, he had, he carried bear spray because when dogs chased you in Kentucky, um, Kentucky was the worst state for dogs. And he's like, yeah, so you got to stop and spray mm -hmm. them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He gave advice about uh, just, just a lot of different things that I didn't know about. And he was—he was the first of many that did this, who uh, who I crossed paths with. Right. Uh, so so that was really cool, and uh, I was kind of hoping to meet somebody on the other side who I could uh, then return the favor, but sadly right. it didn't happen. But uh, oh, yeah, it's okay. it's just a really yeah, and that was the best thing. The best thing I could have done was pick that route because it's it's definitely the most popular and it's the right. most set up for uh, for campsites. They call it cyclist lodging. It's the most set up for that, you know, between fire stations, churches, and cities, and, and camp, right. campgrounds. Actually, and stuff. they do have something like that in Quebec because um, every place that you know, it's like a a welcome sticker that's on their oh. uh, on their window, I guess. And, you know, it's like you know, cyclists welcome here, and uh, some of our local restaurants here and little hotels have them too. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's a Quebec version um, of, uh, you know, uh, cyclists, uh, this awareness or, you know, welcome. maybe, maybe it's on a, a route. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. It, yeah. it probably is. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they've dug up a lot of railway beds around here. So you can basically travel from village to village on uh on a tour like railway packed up off railway the road yeah, yeah those are cool yeah i've seen those pop up a lot there's they're popping up a lot more now which is really cool yeah yeah it's sad the trains are going but you <laughs> yeah. know i'm glad you know glad they're doing something with them to make it sustainable for so continue on so you <laughs> so like all right so you're on your way to california you yeah. overcome the 
the week. Yeah. <laughs> now you're like enjoying yourself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, I'd say like after that first week, I was slowly getting into it. Not quite where I should have been. Uh, you know, I had a lot of suffering days. I met this couple from Wales and uh, they were, they were amazing cyclists. She was a professional cyclist. He, he might as well have been a professional cyclist the way he rode. And they, uh, to keep up with her. <laughs> well, he, yeah. I mean, he just, yeah, he was really good. And, um, and I was like nervous about riding with them. Cause I was like, I don't think I'm going to keep up with you guys, but they like, they carried me along. They, they switched the draft. What's the thing where you switch drafting? The drafting. Yeah. Yeah. So they let me just stay in the back while they took care of all that. Oh, and, very uh, nice. That's yeah, very nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have been useless if I went up to the front. So it's probably right. just as well. <laughs> and, oh, you did. Uh, That's the best place to be just sort of yeah for sure yeah. and they yeah and i just i never shifted i have a triple ring on the front and i never shifted mm -hmm. to the big one yet this entire trip and then the one day you know they they made me shift and then like they just really taught me how to i guess yeah, be more like faster. oh my god this is so much easier <laughs> yeah just a faster more efficient rider and just like really <laughs> pushing my limits at the time i was just like going really slow and Mm -hmm. except you know in an eight hour day I can only get like 40 miles and then you know I was able to go much faster than that after like hanging out with these guys for a while so so that was really awesome I hit my longest day with them was uh 70 miles which is the longest I've ridden in my life so that kind of like said man I think I can you know uh go stir do more you know and kind of in, which will help me enjoy this better so <laughs> you know, as days went on, I think probably after I left the Appalachian Mountains, which is like after Kentucky, mm -hmm. and then I finished the, a trail in Missouri, that's kind of when I started to like really get fit, and I was in a routine, and I was able yeah. to do this all pretty pretty nicely, and then I hit Kansas, and that's where headwind, uh, my first experience with like bad wind came in, and uh yeah, so I had to get used to days of just like pushing as hard as I could for an hour and only going 10 miles or, or on flat, you know, on flat. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you yeah, might as well go be going up, down, up the Appalachian Mountains because it's Pretty much, easier. yeah, <laughs> yeah. At that point, I was like, gosh, I kind of prefer the mountains at this point. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Wind is not because it never stops, right? At it's least the, the hill's finished. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Um but yeah, and then I got to Colorado and Utah, which those are my two favorite states after riding through them. Just the mountain ranges and the nature is just so, it's amazing there. I, I freaking loved it. It was so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, and then at that point, that's when I really hit my stride. I was, I was, I, I did a couple of century rides. Uh, I was uh, pretty much camping wherever I wanted to on my own. I had, I was, I became pretty proficient at, you know, setting up camp and cooking and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I hit Arizona, got snowed on, it got a little bit rougher because now we're in October. And, Just uh, a second. This is 2018? 18, yeah. You're, so this is like around December, right? Yeah, October. This was uh, no, oh, October. mid to late October, I think. Something okay. around there. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then I hit California and uh, got to the ocean. You know, you do the, the dip your tire into the Pacific at this point. I just kind of like Did sat you like there. Lay, yeah, <laughs> lay in the water? Like, yeah, I just sat there on the beach staring at the water. And I was like, huh, this is weird. Like, because normally around this time, I'm planning the next day's route. I'm uh, getting all the food together and making sure I have enough stuff for a couple of days. 
cooking, you know, just setting up camp and then getting ready for bed. But I'm like, it's, it's over, you know, there's nothing to prepare oh, for anymore. So how long did it end up taking you? It took me 70 days, uh, 70 from, days, so. yeah, for 33, like, about 3,300 miles of riding. Wow. So you have like 20 days left to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have like a, a plane ticket? From there, yeah. you just you were just oh, so you had to be there by a certain date. Yeah, yeah, I bought it when oh. I was in Arizona. I tried to time it right. Oh, uh, I see, I see. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I shipped the bike back home and then took the flight back home and then. Uh, right. Yeah, then like, and that was that was the end of it. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about back home. Yeah. Back to work, and how did that feel? So it was good at first because it was just like a change of pace and getting back to a job. I, I really loved the job that I had, so it was great. But uh, man, it's just like to get that out of your head, like that experience and just you start thinking of all the things that that you didn't that you didn't do right. You know, uh, when I was in Utah, I was riding up a cliff to go to a national park in Bryce Canyon. And uh, yeah, I just remember I was climbing, climbing for for what seemed like ever. And then I had no service. It was like 10 degrees up there. And uh, I didn't know where I was going to stay. And I was kind of like scared. I was like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't move on with this. So I turned around and went back to the place that I stayed the day before. And then, you know, when I went back to look at like the Strava map, I was only like a mile from the top. Oh. Uh, and I was like, oh. damn, I could have made that. And then the downhill would have been great. And then I would have got there. So I, I thought about that. I, I thought about rides that I took in, in you know, Utah to like, because uh, I couldn't ride very much more and um, just places I skipped because I was like, I'm not doing any extra miles. And, oh, uh, just, okay. just like a lot of things. And then, you, mm. and then you look at other people and then the whole time I was at work, I was just pretty much just like looking at other people's touring going on now. I was like, damn, that looks cool. That looks fun. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know? And I was like, oh, I was only doing this for like two and a half months or something like that these guys are doing this for like a year I was like I feel like you need to go at this for like a year at least a year to like get the appreciation so I was never able to like acclimate back to like real life I was just you know I was there and I was you know kind of working and stuff but I just kept thinking the whole time like man I just wish I had a second shot shot at this because because that was my first tour was that you know it was a Mm -hmm. 3300 two and a half month you know ride across the country and um yeah i just fell in love with it and got super addicted <laughs> wow yeah. yeah so it was like march time frame march of 2019 where i was like you know what you know i'm not i'm not gonna be able to pass this unless i like just go for it so from that day on i started planning at least a two-year six continent tour was that was the okay. plan so from that point on i was doing everything i could to get to that goal yeah, so you're saving money and yeah, still so like everything. Start start selling everything that I own. Because <laughs> the first tour, I put everything in storage. And then this right. time around, I was like, no, nah, not this time. Just uh, everything. You know, got rid of the bed, for all the furniture, all my bikes, sadly. Uh, just everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all your bikes? How many bikes did you have? I had four at the time. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, it was just like time for them. Yeah. yeah, I only need, <laughs> only have room for one bike in my life. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I already got six in my head when I get, when I'm done with this tour. So. Well, you know, as a, um, 
a, a chemical, no, sorry, electrical? Not a second. Mechanical? Mechanical engineer. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you don't have to worry about going back and finding a job in your area. I hope Anywhere not. for that yeah, matter. I hope not. Uh, especially with like a two-year gap <laughs> in a in it so um, I'm, I'm but, sure you're pretty you're pretty fast learn as well yeah i hope so uh <laughs> you're like i like california i'm gonna stay here or i'm gonna stay over in europe and just work here or yeah that would be cool yeah if you could just so, pick it up anyway <laughs> well i mean yeah. engineering is yeah it's it's uh i don't know i i imagine you know if you find the right firm you could probably you know find yeah a, a good job and that's funny. One of the, uh, a couple I met on the trail when I was riding it, you know, that was the first question they asked is, what do you do? And I said, engineering. She's like, yep. I figured it's like most of the people we meet who like just drop everything and do this or either, or either engineers or computer, uh, you know, technicians or something like that. Really? A job that's always in demand and that you can kind of do anywhere. So I was like, huh, yeah, that's a good point. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm out. saying. Like, yeah, huh? it just kind of worked out that way. Mm -hmm. So, Let's talk about your next plan, which obviously is kind of, okay. Before that, before we get into that, you, so we know each other. So I was referred to you by Dan, Dan mm -hmm. Hurd. So you guys have to go back and listen to my interview with Dan. He, um, he cycled across, well, he was on a two year tour cycling across uh, North America, United States for suicide awareness. Now, how did you guys, because I think you guys met on the road, yep. meet, and how did you become one of his ambassadors? So, so like I was saying, I was planning that world tour. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the takeoff day was when COVID hit and everything <laughs> yeah, no got kidding. canceled. Uh, so I was kind of, I was delayed like months uh, until finally I was like, you know what, I'm just going to ride around the country here, you know, this could, and I'll wait until we, you know, until I can go somewhere else. Yeah. So I started in Pennsylvania and Ohio and then up to Michigan. And then eventually it got to the point where I was like, I don't think I'll be able to travel out of this country. So I just, yeah. I met this couple and they just wrote, finished riding 49 states. And so I said, huh, that sounds cool. Let me go for that. 49 <laughs> states. Uh, and then that's where, that's how I heard of Dan. Cause he, um, his thing was he's riding the lower 48 for suicide yeah. awareness. Yeah. And I, I just saw him online and uh, I was like, huh. And I, I follow a lot of bicycle touring people and this guy was like riding at the time. So I was like, huh, that's awesome. I'll, I'll just <laughs> give him a follow. You know, I never ever in my wildest dreams thought that he would, uh, that we would meet, that he would follow me back that just, you know, any, I was just like happy to like, just kind of follow along. And uh, he started following my journey too. And uh, we didn't really keep in touch. Cause uh, I, I, like I said, I don't think we ever thought we'd cross paths. I was in Michigan mm -hmm. and he was in Wyoming at the time. And uh, once I got to Colorado, he just reached out. He's like, Hey man, are you going to be in Utah soon? I was like, I think so. I was like, I think our paths might cross. He's like, if you're interested, uh, you want to meet up? I was like, I'll be right there. And uh, oh, I just, just a second. yeah, I'll just so, bike on over. <laughs> I remember I, I told him like two, I'm two weeks out, but I made it there in like eight days, I think. Cause I was oh just, like God. so excited. And this is like riding over the Rockies and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I was like, man, when I get there, I need a day off. I just want one day off, please. And uh, we stayed at a hostel for five days in Moab, just exploring Moab. Oh and my stuff. gosh, Moab's nice. It was, it's amazing. I didn't want, I never wanted to leave, but. Uh, I didn't get to spend a lot of time there, but. Yeah, it's I was amazing. there for like a day or two and. Yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> did some hiking, did some mountain biking. Oh yeah. Just explored the town. It was, it was mm-hmm. awesome. And uh and yeah, so yeah, from there we left and we, we rode together for five days and uh, it was just a blast, you know. This was like he's a, a really nice guy. Cause yeah, well, he's he, a, sorry, he, um, he, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> here you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, he's, he's like a really awesome, cool dude. But he's also like a very expert bicycle tour at this time, you know. He's yeah. got a lot of knowledge and stuff under his belt and he was just like very happy to share it all share it all with me so I was I was just like super honored to like to be with that dude for for a few days yeah so when you're saying that you know he responded quickly he was referred to me by a friend of mine I don't even think she's a cyclist but she's following him mm. and she's like hey Sylvie you know you should reach out to this guy because he's cycling across you know and he's a cyclist and you'd be great for your podcast. And I reached out and he's like, yeah, sure. No, no, no. I'm like, wow. Like yeah. you, I'm like, wow, he got back to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, cool. And yeah, and we sat and chat and I'm actually on his podcast um, oh, yeah. in February. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was so on there pod- too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we podcasted each other. <laughs> nice. What do they call that? A home and home, I think is what they call it. Is that what it's called? Home. Yeah, I will, yeah. When you're on the bike, you listen to a lot. Of, you listen to a lot of podcasts, and that's that's one of the terms I use. So. <laughs> okay, love it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you guys are riding together. So how did it come about that you um, became one of his ambassadors? Because I know he's growing that one yeah. little at a time. Yeah. So he often he talked about trying to spread spread the awareness like through mm-hmm. ambassadors and stuff, and just kind of brought it up. And it's something I've always wanted a cause to ride for because I've I've yeah. always met people who had causes, and I just uh, I kind of almost felt selfish just like doing this for for just my own you know wanting to. And if you mm-hmm. can help spread a good a good cause, like I mean, why you know why not? And uh, yeah. when he offered to let me like jo- hop on. I was like, huh, man, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of an honor. I don't know. I don't have the same passion and, uh, you know, personal touches like you have to it. So I was kind of worried at first, but he's like, no, he's like, it's really all just about spreading awareness. And then, but then after a while, I was like, you know, this, we're pretty good friends now. Mm -hmm. I was like, suicide was like a huge uh, part of your life. And it's almost like, well, if you were successful in that, I never would have met you. And that's a pretty big deal to me, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where it hits me personally. It was like, you know, we may have never crossed paths. So I was kind of, so I was honored to hop on and join along. So do you have, um, do you know anybody who had committed suicide or do you have any ties to that personally for yourself? No, no, I haven't actually. And that's, that's why I was kind of nervous about uh, hopping on at first. Um, but like you said, it was kind of just about spreading the awareness and, uh, being against suicide more than having a personal tie to it. And, uh, well, I think, um, yeah, I think cycling or sports, maybe, I don't know, just sports or cycling more has done a lot of great things for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know sports saved me in high school. 
And mm -hmm. that's kind of where I was tied in, you know, to sharing my story with him. But, um, and it, you know, it's, it is a great thing because if you think about what's going on now, um, a lot of people are, you know, in, in a bad way. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, this, this song is going to be a year. And, um, but the nice thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people gravitated to the bike this year or last people, year, I yeah. should say. Yeah. Um, and um, I know here, like everybody's inside now because it's all snowy and stuff. But, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people actually uh, have bought up winter equipment to get outside. Nice. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's just like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always been like done outdoor stuff, but you know, and you start seeing and hearing of a lot of like people have never you know, really been interested in outdoor, you know, snowshoeing yeah. or cross country skiing or skating or oh. hiking or whatever. You're just like, yeah. wow, how many, like, what have you guys been doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. You can't buy a tent and you can't buy a camping yeah. stove fuel anywhere. Like it's all so oh, is it like ever. that in Florida? Like it's kind it, of, it was like that along pretty much everywhere I rode. I mean, Utah, Arizona, you know, people just bought all this, buy all this stuff out and it's, uh, because wow. everybody's getting into it it's crazy and right bike, well you know or storage or like yeah. stocking up <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no kidding so now all right so what's the next plan like you talked about the continents you want to just sort of share yeah. <laughs> you had to enlighten me as to what that that <laughs> that yeah. tale because uh you've mentioned that you were going to start in scotland yeah um and that was supposed to be last year this time and it got all screwed yeah. up but what was that tour gonna look like quickly yeah so i i uh i bought the ticket to scotland in january of 2020 and was ready to <laughs> and the flight was at the end of april 2020 so i you know handed in my notice and was ready to do it and everything got grounded but the the route was inverness starting in inverness scotland and then heading to ireland and then heading to wales and then going through england and then eventually uh, taking a ferry to uh, Denmark, I believe. Yeah. And then heading, yeah. To, well, I wanted to go to the Netherlands because that's the bicycle capital of the world, they say. So Ooh. I wanted, I definitely wanted to go through there. And then Germany. And then after that, it was just figuring out zigzags to get to, uh, to uh, uh, Northern Africa. Right. So the thing is, like, if you're going to have, like, this many you know that many miles and that many years you can't really plan the route you know perfectly because right. everything's yeah. things change in a two-month tour so it's going to change in a two-year tour so all i had were countries that i absolutely wanted to visit right and then it was just about how to get to them when i was uh during the ride so after germany i didn't have the plan it was just however many states i can get or countries i can get through in europe till i get to northern africa and then hopefully go into egypt and then shoot into um through asia where I really wanted to go through Kyrgyzstan, which is like a hugely popular bike packing. Uh, I think. Oh, it's really? Called. Yeah, it's uh, it's not the Pan American Highway, the Pamir Highway, and um, eventually make my way to Japan, and then head south to get to Australia, and then after Australia, the home stretch would have been the southern tip of South America, uh, oh, Ujjaya, yeah. <laughs> Ujjaya, Ujjaya, all the way to uh, to Alaska. So. that's right that's on the west coast as i was <laughs> i'm like oh what? yeah <laughs> so the, yeah. the home stretch from north south america yeah. all the way up exactly united yeah. states canada 
up to Australia. Alaska. Oh, sorry, Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always two. been my dream is to step foot in Alaska. <laughs> wow. Maybe you just, you know, get a job there and stay there and, and become, Maybe. and start, you know, start following those guys who live off the land in Australia and just hunt and. Yeah. Jaws, I'm not but. a live off the land kind of guy. I need, I need Snickers bars and cliff bars ah! and, and Instagram. <laughs> I enjoy All the right, outdoors, we haven't but, uh... we haven't passed over to that part yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Well, you know, I think like everybody, we're all just waiting for some sort of green light, which I don't know yeah. is gonna happen anytime yeah. soon. Um, to leave our con our country. <laughs> so exactly. so right now you've decided to bike around. Do you wanna Okay, before we finish, because we're almost at the top of the hour, yep. do you want to go through a couple of things? So guys, you have to get on YouTube to see this. So Alex has his bike behind him. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering if you wanted to point out maybe two or three like key things that a, say a novice touring person would, mm. should definitely pay more attention to so and do some research on because like you said you said you did some research like a lot of yeah. research on the handlebars um what else would you recommend so one of the biggest things for touring is how do you charge your stuff and like the three oh, main things are uh good the three idea. main things are uh battery banks solar and um generator right I've, i went with generators so on the front hub and oh, I, I don't know if you could see it very well but uh that I hub, can see is that silver thing uh it's a dynamo mm, let's see, this off so here. do you charge it off your wheel while you're pedaling yeah so there's oh, this dynamo wicked. here and right? it's uh, a cabling that an electrical engineer actually helped me cable off. <laughs> uh, the engineering here, part it, comes in here yeah <laughs> it'll power the light uh, right. but when it's not powering the light it, uh, there's a USB port up here. Yeah. And you can okay, plug. Put, put your camera down. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So you plug in the your, your USB stuff, and so I can charge my Garmin. Right. Uh, you, you know, the other electronics I have in here, and it can charge a, a small battery bank that I have that then can power my phone because my phone's too big for it to charge that. But yeah, so that pretty much charges. Uh, all my cool. little stuff and and now that i have that smaller battery bank you can charge my my phone and that's right so, and that's a huge deal because uh i've gone through stretches where i couldn't charge anything for for a few days and right. uh, without that kind of sustainability it's i know you have to sit there and find a plug right yeah 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 then you gotta either get a hotel room or a campsite uh, or something like that and it's just uh i don't always want to do that so right uh, yeah so because I have seen, oh gosh, I have seen those ones that do. You, is there anything that runs? This On is the like, rim? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another form of the dynamo. It, it goes on right. there and it, it goes it, uh, right near the brake. Oh, well, up near where the old like brakes used to be, right? It couples with the rim, and then that's how it's powered. It's just a different way to power it. I think, I think they say that has more drag on it. Well, uh, I was going to ask if it kind of slowed your, your yeah, pedaling down because you're pushing. There's, yeah, there's definitely efficiency loss uh, 
and there's more when you're using it as opposed to not using it either way there's some some type of loss but uh when you're touring i mean you got to kind of weigh the pros and cons right. you need some type of you know regenerative right. power source and uh you know i'm not racing anybody so it's not really <laughs> i don't need to go anywhere too fast yeah yeah so yeah that's a good point yeah how do you charge everything because everybody's got like well like you need your phone to listen to your podcasts and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, search your maps and things yeah, like the, that. The maps are the biggest thing. Yeah. So right. I try to uh, use my phone only for maps. So, you know, the Garmin does all the GPS data and uh, well, I mean, that's, that's really the only other thing, but yeah, yeah. You have enough data. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cause if you're I'm... listening to like, well, I don't know how much does the podcast take? uh for, like for downloads for like taking oh, data oh it's not nothing. a lot yeah no. i remember i download like 20 podcasts in a day and it might have been like a probably i think it was less than a gig i'm not sure i oh. can't remember but it wasn't a lot so i wasn't really too too worried about it but uh you know if you're going through like a stretch of like you know i'm going to be going three days without power mm-hmm. you have to have your phone your phone in airplane mode for like you know half the day on each day right. just so and then you know have battery banks that are full so i carry one 13,000 milliamp battery bank and that small one is 33 so it's about like 1700 milliamp hours of of power that i have uh combined with a generator so that's that's pretty decent yeah yeah how long did it take you to figure that out long time <laughs> across california to yeah. one trip across so the united states i had the dynamo for the cross country ride that 2018 but i didn't use it once the entire ride and uh i had like a 5000 milliamp battery bank that you know my phone would eat in like one charge so oh god <laughs> you're so, like what do you guys do about this yeah i didn't, so what... I didn't, <laughs> oh, I didn't like it at first on the first trip because the wires were going everywhere and yeah I just yeah didn't a, i didn't have a good way of doing it but now mm-hmm. you know now that's and it's you need it now i need it now so yeah yeah so it's like one last t-shirt add the <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i'll throw away one yeah one article of clothing and i can put yeah. the dino <laughs> so what's one more what's one other thing that is probably not so obvious that is like a must have i think uh damn not obvious like something that i would well you know like a beginner probably wouldn't think of like that you didn't think of but now you certainly love uh dang so good pump is that it's yeah I, I would hope everybody would carry a pump though um and a bunch so yeah i have a bunch of patches in there but as far as like gear wise i think people will always tell you to like not bring luxury items but at the same time okay what's your one luxury item Oh, no, it's four, four luggage. I got four of them. Okay. What are they? I got a bunch. So there's a chair in here. Uh, Yeah. It weighs one pound and uh, there's two, I always say there's two types of people in the cycle touring community. Those who carry chairs and those who mock people for carry chairs. And (laughs) And wish they had a chair. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's super comfortable. You're not laying on the ground all the time. And Can no, you pull I'm it like, out? Do you have it there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah let's see it. Like if this and is a one pound chair, I want to see it. 
it's like no i don't i don't use it every day but at the same time like uh when i do want it it's great to have so that's There's a, tri a tripod <laughs> so these are these are definitely luxury items tripods yeah well every one of you guys need it because you take all those fabulous photos <laughs> right so this is the the one pound chair is it like one of those um of Hela, Hela next one? It's well, yeah, like it's like a three legs. Oh no, it's four. It's got just like a series of like aluminum. Oh yes, I think I've seen down. one of these. Yeah. You just sort of like they just sort of fit all together. And yeah, they got just a square click, seat. Yeah, they oh, just yeah, all yeah. click there, and then the and then the fabric. Somebody had one of those at a campsite when I was in, when we went camping last year. Oh yeah. Like, oh my god! Look at that! <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, great. Much <laughs> Those things are not cheap, but they're, no, they're probably not. really worth it. <laughs> my my friend, he uh, used it on a camping trip, and then I had to have it. But when I got there, the sale that he got it on was over. So I waited six months for the next sale before I bought it because I. Oh, I, yeah, they're yeah, like a hundred and hundred, but I got it for sixty because I waited for oh, the sale. Wicked. Um, yeah, I did pretty much nothing on here. I bought it. I. I spent a year. The reason I like spent so much, had to spend so much time prepping is like I couldn't buy everything at the normal price. So, it's like, hey, like it's not cheap. No, when you when you go light, it's yeah. not cheap. Yeah, I know. Thanks we're like <laughs> we're looking at backpack, not backpacks, but like thermarests oh, and yeah. sleeping bags because we God. like we want to get we do canoe camping. And, oh, nice. um, and we want to get into more hiking camping, like with the kids. So. You know, like everything has to be small because, <laughs> you know, so the kids can carry it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's your last luxury item? So you got the chair. That, that. Uh, you got your tripods. What's the other thing? I just packed everything. Oh, a pillow and a pillow, uh -oh. I think, is the other one. I mean, that thing weighs like nothing, so, but. Is it uh, an inflatable one or is it one yeah. that's like squishy? Oh, it's inflatable. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Are those really comfortable? <laughs> better than nothing. They're better than nothing, is, is what I'll say. <laughs> right. What's the last one, Alex? Uh, the last luxury item? Yeah, you uh, said you had four. Oh, I, did, I have a camera too, which. Oh, okay. I guess, well, I yeah, I guess that's. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you so, got to document these things. Yeah. So, so are you. So you're in Florida right now. Okay, before we end, because um, have you been riding, touring now, or just riding around, or just no? As soon hanging? as I got here, as soon as I got here, I just did nothing. My goal is to gain 25 pounds, and I got to 21 pounds that I gained. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing it a healthy way. <laughs> I have not. Uh, oh <laughs> God. It's extremely unhealthy, and I'm kind of realizing that now. <laughs> oh, so, no. uh, yeah, because uh, I don't know, I've just I've been losing so much weight on the rides on the tour. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go into this with a lot of weight. And uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's just the sad thing. You're being starting in Florida. It's yeah. Kind of flat. <laughs> yeah. I've just been being lazy for these past few months. Uh, but now I've started riding. Now that I've and working on the bike and changing up the gear. So you know, now that I finished that. I started riding around uh, around here, just trying to get ready for for taking off in a couple of weeks. So, oh yeah, take off in a couple of weeks. Yeah, beginning of February, head up north. I don't want to miss the winter. I feel bad if I don't ride in some type of cold, miserable winter. So, 
why would you want to do that? <laughs> you know, it's like, funny. It's funny. Like I always say, like, if you've ever ridden with me while I, while I'm touring, like, and we're going up a mountain or something, you would think I really hated this. Cause I, I just kind of like curse and mutter and scream and I'm, it's, I seem angry all the time, but honestly, I think it's just like, I just really love the misery that touring. <laughs> it has brought me to some of the worst lows that I've ever had, you know, where you're just doubting yourself and quitting. And, uh, you know, then when you like get past it, it's just like, it's, it's the greatest feeling ever. And then you remember that if you're, the things that I remember the most are like when I'm at like just the most absolute lows. And I just love, <laughs> I just love remembering those moments. I just want to chase them all the time. It's, it's crazy. Well, you seem like you've really in a strong mental place to get over those lows. Cause some of those lows take people out of the game right yeah. like just like yeah. this is it like for sure turn around yeah. this is not for me so to end what would you what kind of advice would you give somebody who's you know like yourself back you know two years ago in yeah. 2018 when you got started or when you decided what kind of advice would you give them now now that you've got a little bit of knowledge underneath your belt. yeah yeah uh definitely start off small you know get your bike. You don't even need to buy a bike. If you have your own bike already mm -hmm. strap a tent or something like that to it, ride out, do an overnight or somewhere, and then just see if you like it. And if, you know, if it's for you, you're going to fall in love with it. Like immediately, right. this is like super addicting. Uh, it's, it's crazy how the 180 I did from one knowing nothing about it to like now just like reading up on it every day. But, uh, yeah, just give it a small try at first and then slowly increment up. Do not just start with a 3,300 mile cross country tour. Not, <laughs> that probably wasn't a great idea, but uh, yeah, definitely just start off small and uh, and then just keep at it. It's it w Once you get the routine down and physically fit and everybody can get to that point, it just takes yeah. time is all. Once you get to that point, uh, just how amazing it is just, You'll fall in love with it. I guess it's just yeah. the only thing I can say. So. I know you'll get physically fit. It's the, yeah. it's the it's the mindset that oh yeah that has to come with it for sure. For wow, sure. you know the more I talk to you guys, the more like I start talking to my husband. I'm like, hey, you know, like remember <laughs> that time you suggested we should? <laughs> I think we would do a tour first. Yeah, and you know, just like because it's the daily, you know, it's the daily riding, um, that is tough to and i tough at at the beginning um and then you have to get over that hump of you know just the oh i feel so crappy and then <laughs> and then you 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 get to the top you go down the other side and you're like oh okay like my body just acclimates i'm ready like i'm okay now exactly yeah, yeah. i felt that once i went to a training camp i was one of the female coaches there and it was a 10 dayer and I've never ridden like consecutive days in a row, but when you're there, you're riding with the kids all the time, like yeah. every day. And I, I was like, you, I was like, there's just, it was day like six and I was like, oh my God, I need a day off. This is horrible. Ah. Yeah. It was like one of those days, like, <laughs> I can't fucking believe we're out here every day. riding. And then the next day I was fine. Yeah, it was, right? it was so straight. I was just like, I hated it. I couldn't wait to get back. It was, 
I was just like, I was the most miserable person. Yeah. And then it just, and then my body just flipped over like, okay, yeah. now I can ride like every day. I don't care how much, you know, like it was, it was a yeah. weird, weird transition, but oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Well, so, oh yeah, here's the last one. Um, now you're, you sold everything. Okay. So mm -hmm. how are you going to fund this one? Are you going to work and, and ride or well, it's, have, you, it's, have you figured it's, out an online side hustle to keep you going? <laughs> no, it's, it's still part of the same. It's still part of the same tour that I plan When I planned that 2019 one, I saved for a year for Ooh, okay. to, 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 to tour for two years mm -hmm. uh, unemployed around yeah. six continents. So my budget actually got lower because I'm not traveling, you know, around the world. Right. Uh, so this is just part of it still. I've the for the tour the one that I'm resting for right now was three months. Three months, uh eighteen states, I think. So this is state twenty eight. So I've got twenty twenty one more to go. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the next part of the tour, twenty one more you states. You should just go straight up to Montreal or no, straight up to Halifax and then bike straight across Canada. I I so badly want to go. And then come down to, from Vancouver yeah. and then. I so badly want to go to Canada. I was at the border when I was in Upper Michigan, but I don't think you're allowed to go there quite yet. So. Oh, I was like, yeah. maybe like by the time you, you don't want to be, well, if you want to ride in the yeah. snow, <laughs> lots of it, but yeah. uh, probably by March, April will mm -hmm. be much nicer <laughs> to come maybe. across. Yeah. I don't know and the hilliest are. worst part is is Ontario plus the longest so yeah <laughs> I've boring. heard a lot of good things I've heard a lot well of good no it's it's across. you know a lot of people cycle across Canada yeah but, um, and uh, lots of organized tours but so yeah and if you do you drop me a note and uh, you stop in for sure that would be sure. uh, we'd be on on route so nice. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the great advice. Like, I hope a lot of people got really good value. I really did. I thought this was really good. Cool. I like yeah. the, the, the dirt, like how you really felt. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> I love yeah. it though. Um, and with that, thank you so much, Alex. This has been an extreme pleasure. I've learned a ton. I love looking at the fact that you shared your bike and it was right yeah. there. Um, so like I said, everybody subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure you watch this or listen to this, uh, on the podcast or watch it on YouTube. Um, make sure you got this, the subscription done and the notifications on. And, uh, we literally put up three podcasts episodes a week. So we got, actually we got, men Monday or Monday for men and then Wednesday for women or women's Wednesday and then coaches tip on Friday. I haven't found out a, a, a catchy line for that one yet, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys can help me. Um, but with that, I just want to thank everybody and don't forget to share and go in and give us a five-star review and provide um, a comment we would much appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. 
learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.